<laughs> Welcome back, everybody. All right. Uh, it's been a couple weeks, so let's go through a quick recap of what's happening. You all are on a summer vacation of sorts, not officially in character, but out of character. That's kind of what we've been calling it. Uh, having been through some serious fucking trauma over the past few weeks, you all decided to just take a, a week off, just a week to recover, which of course has been going middling at best as far as the actual rest and relaxation is concerned. Um, uh, so last time, uh, Gwyn uh, went with uh, went to Drift to go diamond shopping. Found out that all the diamonds in the city had been purchased by some strange traveler who had mentioned something about resurrections. Uh, while there, he also walked in on Winchester holding a salon on colonialism, basically. <laughs> um, and talked some more with uh, Winchester. He also went back to uh, Hokkaido to uh, pick up some mail and got a letter from his parents inviting him to come back and visit. Uh, so at the end of that session, uh, that was your first four days of vacation. And at the end of that uh so at the end of it, when you said that you were thinking about summoning a mount this session and maybe going back and visiting your folks. Brindley, um, kind of just did Brindley things. Uh, asked some strange questions of Blair, like if you can feel pain, if he, if he had a picnic basket. Uh, and then has been a little aloof, uh, though she did have a wonderful conversation with Lucia uh, oh, uh, in a treehouse that uh, Lucia had built for Brindley and gave to Brindley. Uh, 88 um, has been helping the Warforged uh, that have been displaced from Carthel uh, uh, and have been living in the domain of Dusk Manor. Uh, while there, he's been uh, having conversations with Wright and B98, a uh, blacksmith who uh, has been helping repair Warforged and has formed a fast friendship with 88. Um, uh, B98 in right um, asked 88 if, he'd, if he is interested in becoming more of a leader uh, since he seems to have a strong interest in protecting and caring for uh, the Warforged around him, which 88 had not considered. Uh, and I believe um, at the end of the last session, 88, you mentioned that you were going to just continue to work with the Warforged. Um, yeah, working with them, and he wants to get to know all of them. Like, so he's talking about all, of, you know, asking them, you know, when were you forged? What have you been doing? And like, why did you join Xander? All of that. He's trying to get a very personal understanding of each and every one of them. All right, so I've written up a, a bio, bio of each and every 200 plus Warforged. <laughs> That's what he was looking for. Uh, we will now be spend the rest of the session going through each of them. Uh, Nithis, um, you talked to Lucia a bit about the mysterious man who purchased the uh, who purchased the diamonds. Uh, you suspect that they were from the Empire, uh, and were essentially cleaning the place out, kind of of anything that could help uh, anything that could help resistance against them. Uh, and they did this, bef uh, you know, before the invasion started, so they know about Drift's existence for sure. Um, also in your downtime, uh, you researched the Windhaven teleportation circle and found a potential lead, an address in the Manor District uh, that you asked your father to look into. Mm -hmm. um, and then your father let you know uh, that Archmage Primus Arcava was set to give a speech. 
So using the power of Kalistar magic, you were able to attend the speech with your father and uh, saw a very... I think you guys described it as a fascist gonna fascist sort of speech uh, where Archmage Primus Arcava essentially uh, kind of threw down the gauntlet towards the Empress of, uh, of the Windhavian Empire, implying that the, the Emperor was not doing enough and that if the Emperor wasn't gonna take care of it, Archmage Primus Arcava would. Uh, and so after that, uh, this is on the fourth day of your vacation. You all got together to discuss the speech and kind of kind of realize that like there's not a lot you can do against you know the Archmage Primus and like the Emperor and like picking sides. You were currently un- kind of unsure what your place is there, um, but you all were committed to looking more into it. During that conversation, Brinley did do two quick scries uh, into. Uh, Krailson and Ben Felden. In Krailson, uh, she found herself uh, staring at kind of uh, some burnt out uh, buildings and rubble. It looked like a battle had taken place near the river. Uh, and while her uh, scrying um, sensor was there, uh, a group of flying Windhavian mages that were combing along the river looking for things happened upon her scrying orb. And uh, the leader of said band of mages by their dress appeared to be an are one of the archmages of the Sophic Circle, uh, saw her scrying sensor and snuffed it out. Uh, meanwhile, in Benfelden, you were in a less uh, battle damaged part of the city, but noticed some Windhavian patrols frequently patrolling the streets, uh, which were otherwise quiet. And so um, that's kind of where we, we will start. Uh, that was so you guys were having that conversation on the 15th of bright a moon's day uh which was uh sorry 15th of bright moon's day which is the fourth day of the of the vacation you'd planned about taking three more days left so unless anybody has anything else they would like to do uh on the 15th of bright moon's day uh we can go and get started with the 16th of bright the fifth day of your vacation. And what I'd like to do, just like last time, is have everybody just roll a d20. Oh, that's not a 20. Last time, Sean, you wasted a natural 20 on this. Let's see if you did it again. <laughs> I got a 16 this time, though. Eight. All right. Um, so, uh, now, Gwen, you got the highest roll, so I'd normally start with you. However, I know that Brinley is up to something that she was going to do on the fifth day. And I have a hunch, even though I have, I assure all of you that I really have no idea what it is, that it might affect your plans for the day. So I'm going to start with Brinley. Brinley, it is the fifth day of your vacation, the 16th of Bright, a Queen's Day. What do you do? <laughs> What kind of horse shit do you get up to? <laughs> um, first, I'm going to uh, put together a little package for everyone. I haven't not delivered them yet. I'm going to have those ready to go. Um, and then 
I'm going to downstairs and help uh, where putting some food together, everything. Uh, do we have like tiny, like tiny plates or something that we could like put over a glass in order to keep anything from getting out or in? Yeah, I'd say you probably have saucers that, that would work for that, yeah. Okay, we're gonna put some of those together. Um, and then I'm going to go upstairs and um, I'm going to shape her wild shape into a large gorilla. Okay. And then I'm going to grab my mattress and bring it downstairs into the ballroom. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go back upstairs and grab another mattress and bring it downstairs into the ballroom. That's right. Oh, that's right. Last time you did ask about the size there. of all the mattresses in the house. Yes. So I'm going to bring those all down, kind of put them in like a little. Uh, after you come down at the first one, Blair's one. like, oh, Master Billy, uh, would you like a hand with, with any of that? Or... <laughs> and I shake my head. Okay, I will uh, finish packing the picnic basket. May nod. Uh, and then I bring, you know, all four of them. We have four of them. Uh, mattresses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All four mattresses downstairs into the ballroom. Um, do we have any, like, anything that plays music? Is Does that exist maybe like those beeswax things or um uh that's actually something you don't have but um you could probably get blair to play something or hmm. you have prestidigitation no I'll, I'll i'll talk to blair i'll go and see, be like, hey, Blair, do you know how to play any instruments? Oh, yes, I'm, I'm well versed in all instruments. Is there something you'd like me to play? Um, no, just like a, a couple of things later when we all get together. Wonderful. Um, I'm able to conjure up any sort of instrument you might need, so just let me know. All right, sounds good. Oh, we have that piano too, don't we? Yes, would you like me to move the piano somewhere, Mr. Brindley? Perhaps um, into the ballroom with the mattresses. He says, "Fishing for information." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would actually be really great. Thank you. All right, Master Benlo, I will I will do that. All right, and then I am going to um, spend the rest of the day just you know putting stuff together, and then around. Around dusk, I'm going to um, kind of find where everyone is and sneak around and leave a box and then a note to meet outside the ballroom at 7 p.m. that night. All right. Well, let's real quick. Let's find out where everybody is that day. Um, we'll start with you, Gwen, since you rolled the highest. What do you What do you get up to? Um, I think I would have um, 
summon my steed, um, which is a Pegasus. <laughs> and okay. so, describe this to me. Like, where do you go? What do you do? Like, how do you how do you summon how do you summon summon the Pegasus? <laughs> um. Let me, let me see if there's any specifics in it. I don't think there's any specifics in this spell, but um, yeah, I'm just curious how Gwyn does it. I don't I don't really care about what the what the spell. Well, I think it would be out like at the edge of the woods. Um, and I would uh, just be um, performing. It's a it's a um, it's an act of devotion to my god. So I would mm-hmm. I would be playing a um, a very upbeat, very sprightly tune um, up against the edge of the woods and and, uh, and asking my steed to come to me through the woods. So. All right. Um, and are you playing it on uh, your violin or on something else? On the violin. All right. Uh, go and roll me a Kinderheart check. Let's see what kind of performance you... 31. What? <laughs> I rolled well. Um, and so are you planning on something a full-size Pegasus or uh, one that would be a little more appropriate for someone if if, if it's an option something that's just fitting mm-hmm. like a, a Pegapony a, a Ponysis <laughs> <laughs> alright so uh, you play the violin playing this sprightly tune uh, grasping your holy symbol and uh well, I guess not while you're playing it, but, uh, you know, kind of in between uh, moments and pouring your sort of devotion to Chalik into it. Uh, and after, how long does this spell take to cast, by the way? Is it like an hour? It's instantaneous. Or 10 minute casting time. But. And so um, after uh, 10 minutes, uh, you just hear the sort of um, whinnying coming from the sky. And as you look up towards the sun, uh, you see this uh, dark silhouette uh, kind of get larger and larger uh, and this small winged pony uh, lands uh, on the ground in front of you. Oh, hello. And you can psychically talk to these things, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a psychic connection. I don't know. It's, it says it has an intelligence of... Um, I forget what this spell says. I think it's six. six. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it understands. It says it understands one language of my choice that I speak, but I think it understands. Uh, I think they understand common anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, Espreka kinda. Espreka kinda English. <laughs> Um, all right, so yeah, uh, uh, it lands um, in front of you and sort of gives you a deferential bow uh, of its head. Uh, Hi, I'm I'm Gwen, and uh, we're gonna be hanging out for a while, I guess. Uh, the the Pegasus says, um, "We will accomplish much great together." The Chalik has sent me here to to 
the look on help, face. help you yeah that's face really threw me off i was good i was into it i was like oh maybe not <laughs> the uh he says uh the um uh, Chalik sent me here to to help you on your journey well i um i figured i'd try to learn how to fly around a little bit and um since you're the expert why don't you kind of tell me how it goes uh, climb on my back. I will make sure that you do not fall off. Excellent. And I do that. And and I, I think would be the day is... Uh, he says, before we begin, you must give me a name. Cough, cough is not a name. I need a real name. <laughs> um... <laughs> as much as I want to go puzzles. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Give me a name that is worthy of our quest. We will save the world together. <laughs> well, I was I was gonna go peg, but um, I'm trying to trying to reconcile the name with or with the voice. <laughs> How about Cyrus? Cyrus works. Uh, I would admit. <laughs> Oh, that's actually really pretty, Matt. That's perfect. There's a picture in the chat of a Pegasus pony. Oh, really? Shetland Pegasus. Shetland Pegasus. All right. So you and Cyrus, uh, um, uh, fly around, uh, and when you um land back, uh, maybe kind of go in for your, your bath, which is, you know, uh, it's something that you've really come to quite enjoy uh, in this since living here. Uh, outside the bathroom door, you find a little box uh, with your name on it. Uh, and then a note that says to meet in the ballroom at, was it seven? I already forget. Friendly. Yeah, I think it was seven. You're muted, but I think that she said seven. Yeah, seven. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I will take the box into my room and open it up. Uh, we'll get to what that is in just a moment. Um, that way, so everyone gets to open their box at the same time. Um, uh, 88. Um, I imagine you were spending the day um, getting to know uh, various um, uh, workers. Um, so uh, what I'll do is I'll just say, because obviously I don't want to come up with hundreds of profiles for Forged, um, is uh, what kind of area, like, so... Here's what the Warforged are kind of up to. There are Warforged that are kind of blacksmiths. You've spent some time with already. Those are the ones that heal the other Warforged and make things for the community. Uh, there's the Warforged that are exploring the mine. Uh, there are Warforged that are kind of um, clearing the uh, clearing the wood, the clearing that you're in of brush and woods. Uh, there are some that are building kind of the rudimentary shelters that you all need. Um, and then there are some that are just kind of uh shell-shocked and still not fully healed like mentally physically they're fine but um uh the uh, you, you get the idea that they're traumatized uh and the warforged are taking care of them and obviously not expecting them to you know do much other than convalesce uh so of those sort of groups uh and then of course there's like you know uh some of the people that are kind of directing them like right would be in that group uh, of those groups like what group uh would you like to get to know better um, probably the ones that, 
look like they need the ones that look more like shaken. Mm-hmm. You probably want uh, spending some time with each of the groups, but yeah, let's yeah. say that one for right now. Okay. Um, so, uh, so a lot of these um, warforged are in permanent, uh, kind of a semi-permanent. Um, what's it called, like vanguard mode or sentinel mode? Sentries rest. Yeah. Sentries rest. Yeah. Um, and they aren't uh, and have effectively gone catatonic. Um, however, there are a few that you strike up a conversation with. Uh, one is named V thirty one, and they are uh, just kind of talking to themselves a bit. Um, but when you come come and kind of sit sit with them, they uh, look at you uh, queryingly, um, uh, and they say. You are not a familiar face. My name is 88. And you are? Uh, V31. It is a pleasure to meet you. I've previously gotten to know V32. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, We came to the city together. Uh, We were uh, forged around the same time. Uh, we were, um, we were forged, uh, forged, uh, forged to, uh, to. Looking him over, can I tell, like, sort of what his, what his build, what he was probably intended for? Like combat um, or construction? Or... Less a fighter, more like, God, I hate to say this phrase, but etiquette and protocol <laughs> kind of. Gotcha. Uh, much um, like much like V thirty two, you know, more of a slimmer build, um, right? Uh, uh, and, then, and then finally, V thirty one's just like uh, for the castle. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of, of a good word. Um. You are a hospitality model. Um, y- y- yes, uh, one way of putting it, yes. Um, a uh, Taking care of the domicile, um, watching over children, yes. I see. Did you enjoy your work? At times. Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Oh, Chamberlain. Oh, very good that's, one. Thank that's, you. That's the, the word for that, I think. Nice. Excellent pull, Caitlin. Inspiration for you. Personally, you, because not Mythos, because you already have inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, as Chamberlain, the royal family, uh, there were good moments and then moments when they were quite demanding. I see. Many of the family were good, but there were those who used their power and privilege to get away with things. 
Hold on. What was your function? Um, I was built as a protection unit. My first job was as a bodyguard. I was uh, contracted with four other Warforged of my same uh, series. Only two of us are still alive. The other uh, R dash uh, 84, or was it 86? I think it was 86. Um, who now goes by the name Smelt has settled into a new life of metalworking. Recently, he and his partners have made plans to depart for the Eastern continents. Hmm. Travel trip. I, I never got to travel. I it was has... delivered to the castle and did not see much outside the walls of the city during my time there. Travel can be exciting and personally fulfilling. I highly recommend it if you would like to learn more of the world. And I would be happy to show you places, new places uh, that you might enjoy. Uh, they sit and contemplate that for so long that you almost wonder if they've gone into uh, centuries rest. Um, and you maybe get to the point perhaps where you wonder if they even are going to answer when they uh, just sort of quietly respond. Where would we go? Have you heard of Hokkaido? Yes, we had dignitaries from there once. It is a lovely city. Full of exotic forms of art and culture. Very different than those I was exposed to prior to visiting there. Perhaps something there might spark an interest in you. Do you have any hobbies? Um, I, I used to knit. Unfortunately, my needles are no longer with me. Would you like me to find you some new needles and yarn? They look around the campsite. They say, do you think there are some here? Probably not here, but they would not be difficult for me to acquire for you. We're getting this Warforged some goddamn needles. <laughs> I would like that very much. How long is the trip to Hokkaido? Is it dangerous? With the use of teleportation magic, it is quite quick and safe. 
Oh, I cannot cast teleportation magic. That is okay. I have friends who can. Really? Yes. You must have powerful friends. Like it takes a second because he's never really thought of them that way. (laughs) 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 That is true. You're the one that brought us here, then, yes? Yes. I... Were you close to Xander? No. He and I only spoke on two occasions. then it probably does not matter, but I'm sorry for his loss. As am I. He and I had our disagreements, but I believe all forms of life are precious. And I feel his loss acutely. I mean, insight check. Inside. Oh, I'm pretty good at that. Twelve. Uh, when you say that all forms of life are precious, you detect some like shift in V31. Uh, you can't quite get a read on it, but it seems to have triggered something in them, and they uh, just say, well, 88, it was good talking to you, but I must enter century rest now. I apologize. This is all right. And they, get uh, up. And they kind of they kind of get up and, and turn around and walk a little ways away before sitting back down. All right. <laughs> um, and at some that, point that day I wander back to the Oh uh, no actually I was gonna I was gonna oh, say okay. it's uh, probably somebody uh, uh, comes up to you uh, and says, uh, uh, 88, uh, this, I was asked to give this to you by one of the occupants of the manor. And they hand you a box with an invitation. Okay. That, uh, that was a very emotionally fraught conversation. So I'm glad that there's another... There's another moment between that and whatever Amanda's about to do. <laughs> whatever Amanda's got going on. Uh, Nethys, um, what do you what do you get up to with your day? Um, I really don't know that I have anything else really to do. Um, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember what you said at the end of the last session. Um, you're going to do more research, I know, but I can't remember exactly on what. I should have taken better notes. I was folding laundry. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't think of anything else because I talked to my family. We found out about the Imperial thing. I've got that lead to follow up on in New Haven. Um, 
I think I just chill. Okay. Curl up with a book, meditate. Yeah. Not something Nithis has ever really done before. So there might be just some meandering, aimless meandering. Summon the shadow cat just for fun. <laughs> Ooh, play fetch with my with my shadow cat. That sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Maybe uh call Lucia and see if she like wants to spar or something. Mm-hmm. No, it's daytime. I wouldn't do that. Um, um about halfway through the day, uh Blair comes up to you uh and says, um Master Nithis, um, Hell Beast, uh, I about Brindley seems to be up to something. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not an arc, but um, all the mat- <laughs> all the mattresses are in the ballroom. I'm not an arc, but <laughs> <laughs> all the mattresses are in the ballroom, and she's had me pack a picnic basket. And I'm not entirely sure what's going on. I would like to, my instinct is to put the mattresses back and put the house back in order, but I'm trying really hard not to do that. Okay. Well, I'll just wander around and see what's going on. Thanks for letting me know. Um, And if Nithis were in the real world, she'd have an image of uh, Brinley. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll saunter inside and be like, "Was just like there's a wall." And Nithis goes, "What you doing?" <coughs> um, at that point, I'll probably be upstairs, um, sitting on my bed. But there's no mattress. Your mattress is bed? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Just reading a book. I go, hm, nothing. So um, all the mattresses are in the ballroom. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, for later. What's later? <laughs> it's a surprise. Is it a good surprise? Yeah. Oh, Do oops. you... <laughs> Do you need any help with said surprise? Nope. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> you making Blair nervous. Oh, well, I'll go talk to him then. Tell him there's nothing to be nervous about. Maybe. Hmm? Let him know what's going on and ask him not to tell anyone. Because the mattress is being in the ballroom. Very suspicious. And also the opposite of orderly, which Blair likes a lot. (laughs) All right. I guess I can go talk to him. And and what time is later? Um, You can reference the invitation that's in your room. Okay. Uh, Final question. Should I be drunk for this? Or or more specifically, should I be sober for this? You don't have to be. It is vacation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will uh, give her a little salute and uh, go to my room and Just get said, in- <laughs> said invitation. And um, all right. So think about it and start a little day drinking. Triple split screen. You all have this box and this invitation from Brindley. <laughs> Each of you opens the box and Brindley 
why don't you describe since I, Chris Fairfield, have no idea what's in the box. Okay, so in the box, everything's different. But um, Gwen, when you open yours, you have like a little silver ray gray three-piece suit. Uh, Nithis, you have a uh, black velvet outfit. It's a sort of long tunic with some slit up slits up the side of the ledge, goes down to the knees for just better movement, and then some nice soft uh, pants or letting, looser leggings to wear underneath it. And mm-hmm. 88, you have a large blue um, vest and a top hat. Uh, I will, uh, I will get the good whiskey that I have hidden in my bedroom and dress (laughs) up. (laughs) Why the fuck not? What else do we have to do? I guess. (laughs) Get dressed for the party. And in the meantime, I have, I'm going to send you a message, Chris, with that I'm going to tell Blair. Awesome. All right. Um, what about you, 88? Do you put on your blue vest and top hat? On my way back to the house, I will put on the vest. Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, 88 like seven feet tall and he's going to wear a top hat? Yep. Luckily, the um, mansion has big ceilings. <laughs> Um, uh. <laughs> okay. Um, w- when he when he gets to the house, uh, he, he will. It's holding. Oh God. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's got he's got the vest on. Um. No hat. And he, he comes in. Uh. Say he crosses paths with Nithis. Uh. Oh. Nithis, you look lovely. Thanks. It's from Brinley. As is my attire. May I ask what is happening? I have no idea, and I'm sorry that you can't get drunk. I'm just, like, rolling with it at this point. (laughs) Is that a top hat? Uh, yes. Will you put it on? puts it on <laughs> it's fantastic isn't uh, remind me is 88 um red color no he's like grays sort of a bluish gray yeah oh okay perfect you know what it looks great on you i wouldn't have expected it but it looks great on you thank you i guess we're supposed to go to the ballroom is that what the note said what did the note say yes we're at the ballroom at 7 p.m i'm worried because amanda keeps typing and then deleting and not typing <laughs> So we could, Amanda, we could just say that you tell Blair and that Blair will keep out of it. Uh. (laughs) I am wearing this hat correctly, yes? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, I adjust it a little. You're good. I was unsure because when I opened the box, it was different. What do you mean? I'll take off the hat and collapse down the top part so it's flat. Yeah, storage. And I'll take it and I'll flick it because that's fun. noise 
All right. Uh, as you all approach the uh, ballroom at 7 p.m., you hear some uh, jaunty piano music. Uh, and you look and you see that Blair has drugged, dragged over the piano. Um, Brinley, are you there? And if so, what do you look like? Um, so I actually, the doors are currently shut. Right. Um, and I'm going to dart out into like the, that one room over there and shut the door behind me. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the music playing in the other room. And I'm going to be like, all right. So, and I'm going to hand uh, Gwen and Nethis a glass of sparkling wine with a, um, one of the little plates on the top of it. And show them to like hold it really tight like that. Also, are you, what are you, how are you dressed? Oh, I'm in a purple dress, uh, kind of flowy dress with a little tape of it. Nice. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Very nice. It has like sparkles on the hems of it. Um, and I went, all right, so we're going to have a party because it's vacation. And I had the best idea for dancing. For dancing? You have to follow me really quickly. I know exactly what you're going to do. I love this. (laughs) So when I say come in. Wine glasses with plates on top of them? Run it. Yeah. Okay. And now we're going to run with wine glasses in our hands? I mean, you don't have to run super fast, but you want to move quickish. Okay. Okie dokie. And so I'm going to peek my head inside and cast something and then blow the doors open and go, all right, let's go. And trying to run towards where now the mattresses are on the ceiling. And as I go there, gravity reverses. And so to keep the wine in the glass while it's reversing, but once we're up there, we can dance on the ceiling and have a party ah, for a full Is minute. <laughs> perfect. So we can go. I mean, and then Blair's playing. And we're dancing. Blair's playing a very, very, like, uh, very fast tempo, jaunty piano song because he realizes he only has a minute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bad is dancing. That is hilarious. <laughs> Dance on the ceiling. And then um, I let you guys know when the spell's going to end. And then and it's then just we... a regular party for the rest of the night. And then we fall to the ground on the mattress. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, lo- I love the amount of time and effort you put into planning this. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to do that. Oh my god! What'd you say? Yeah, first, I said I learned how to do that reverse gravity, and that was the first thing I thought that we should do. And I thought it would be fun, and it was. Yes, really on brand. No, no. Um, so we're gonna just party for the rest of the night, right? Yes, and there's snacks and food and stuff. Is it cool if I invite Lucia and her kids? Yeah. Cool. I'll break out the uh, uh, the sending stone and we can make this a house party. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've ever been to a house party <laughs> where they do things like this. Yeah. Oh, so you've been to some house parties, but just not ones where they do this. <laughs> just ones <laughs> where they the do only this. house parties I go to. <laughs> a lot more of that. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Um, <laughs> this will get into it. All right. So uh, after a bit, um, a flock of bats uh, flies in uh, along with um, some other uh, well-dressed vampires. Um, uh, so uh, Lucia says, a party, how how delightful. Uh, so such a, what we need to take the edge off of things. Well, I believe you all have met and fought several of my children here. Uh, <laughs> and so basically um, all of, she brought uh, six of her uh, children with her. Um, she says, unfortunately, the rest are currently out doing uh, mundane, you know, scouting out the Windhaving Empire things. Um, but uh, this is uh, Cass Tansy. Erica, Gabriel, Selena, and Violet. Hello. Uh, and they kind of wave. They all are dressed like um, uh, either fans of or kind of outtakes of the band members of My Chemical Romance. They're all just very uh, like kind of Victorian goth, lots of eyeshadow, uh, pale, uh, just really living up that... Uh, uh, that vampire lifestyle. <laughs> um, you all look fantastic. Um, one of them that was pointed out as cast says, "Oh, thank you so much. We, we, you know, mom is stylish, so we've got to try to do our best." No, of course, of course, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and they each, uh, have brought their own little flask that they are sipping out of. Trying uh, to think about that. Um, uh, mostly, uh, most of them kind of just kind of are wallflowers and hang out in like the corners of the room uh, and just are talking amongst themselves. Uh, but Cass and Tansy are a little more social, uh, and they are all—they're all very young looking, like like twenties, mid twenties, early twenties, kind of that range of folks. I imagine that the more drunk Nithis gets, the the more she encourages other people to dance. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she was an officer, but she was also just in the Navy before that. Mm-hmm. So. I would, I would uh, accompany Blair and try to kick up the jams. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, are you going to use uh, the Kinderheart or are you going to use another instrument? Whatever, roll whichever check is more germane. I did badly. Sixteen. <laughs> Your bad is is pretty, yeah, <laughs> pretty 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 good. Um, all right, so yeah, you. Uh, well, that's that's what you get on a two, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's. Uh, your equilibrium is a little off from your gravity adventure, <laughs> but uh, and the a little, a little sky drunk in the poops, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, you play, uh, you know, you all um, dance into the evening, uh, and it is a good time. Uh, that was a delightful party, Amanda. Yay! Yay! All right. It's definitely worth all the effort. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> all right. Um, so the next day, you all are a little bit hungover, those of you that drink. Yes. Um, Mm-hmm. But uh, totally, totally worth it. Um, so, um, um, so uh, for these last two days of vacation, um, 
uh, I imagine you guys are going to be kind of doing the same things and generally. Um, Gwen, are you planning on seeing your folks or? I think I would ask everybody if they like to go to Hokkaido and come meet, meet the parents. Um, just as a way of seeing if anybody wants to come. Uh, so at breakfast that morning, perhaps you broach the subject mm -hmm. over your guys's uh, Blair has whipped up some hangover cure, uh, you know, <laughs> greasy foods and uh, what have you. I would very much like to join you. Yeah, I'll come too. Okay. We should wear our outfits again. I do like that idea. <laughs> I don't wear do I I don't wear any armor normally, right? No, oh, yeah, you're clothy. So yeah, yeah. So I would uh yeah. Well we are... me. I was just gonna get drunk today. <laughs> we can we can change into a into our fancy dress when we get there. Mm -hmm. Make a make a good impression. Okay. So um how are you gonna arrive? Uh there's Oh yeah, you just turn into a gas and you fucking fly there. That's right. You can, you can drive there in the gas car at 60 miles an hour, so it's not a big deal anymore. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, all right. So you all turn into, so you all, um, is there anything that anybody would like else they would like to do before they go? Or are you going to just take off? Oh. Yes. Uh, idiot would like to make a stop in Hokkaido. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to buy knitting needles and yarn. Oh yeah, uh, very important. Um, well, you also wanted to get diamonds or diamond dust, right? Oh, oh yeah. Sean? Yeah. Since yeah. It's only been a couple of days for your character and <laughs> weeks for us. Uh, about how many of the warforged are in like the the traumatized group? Uh, probably about fifty. I'm going to say fifteen. Okay. Um, idiot's gonna get, we'll say, twelve pairs of knitting needles then, and as much yarn as he can buy. Well, he'll get like some really nice quality yarn. Mm -hmm. So, like a large shopping bag worth of yarn. I don't know how much is that all gonna cost, but. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, you, uh, yeah, you end up at a shop called, uh, so you guys teleport um, into the temple. Um, are you going to, so Amanda, how many times can you gash this form in a day? Um, I'm looking at that right now. I think it's one. Yeah, so you'll one. probably have to uh, travel into Hokkaido and then get gaseous form from there. Yeah. It's not that bad of a, it's only like a couple hours from the temple to the city. All right. So, um, yeah, you, uh, you kind of get into the, um, kind of the place, the part of town that has kind of the more artisan shops with the uh, art supplies and what have you. Uh, and you find yourself at a store called, uh, Conneria. Um, and, uh, yeah, you find knitting needles and fancy yarns. Um, uh, how much are you, how much did you say you're going to buy? Uh, like a dozen pairs of knitting needles and a lot of yarn. Okay. So 
um, let's just say uh, how much, how many, so the knitting needles, um, a dozen knitting needles, they're probably like a copper piece of pair. So let's just call it a silver. Um, the yarn, however, can go from <laughs> small to like, you're talking like a gold piece of skein. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, for the nicer stuff. Um, uh, I, just, I guess just... Um, I'll just spend 10 gold. Perfect. That's, yeah. And you get a very nice variety of yarns and needle needles and what have you for, uh, okay. for those folks. Um, while you're there, Gwen, are you going to also ask to go to the shop that sells jewels and things like that? Yes. See if I can buy stuff. Um, all right. So and, you... And actually, I would, I would ask 88. Because does Revivify have a... Um, Yeah. If I also yes. cost diamonds, yes. Yeah, 300 gold worth of diamonds, I believe. I made the mistake in campaign one of giving you Revivify and a stick that required no material components, but yeah. the uh, material components are actually pretty important limiter on the spell. <laughs> yeah, 300 gold worth of diamonds. Okay. And I was wondering who does... It was Rinley, right, that had the ability to cast that and use mm -hmm. Okay. Her and I, yeah. So we, sh we should probably get some... Well, I think I have the ability to cast it too, but I never take it because of you guys. Oh, yeah, you do. It's true. Mm -hmm. so, um, and I do have we... one 500 gold diamond from the worm. Okay. So we should probably... we all carry a portion of it just in case. Um, I have 1300 gold and diamonds. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, I, I knew we stocked up on someone. I just couldn't remember who it was. So that's probably enough for for a while but i thought i'd ask mm -hmm. um all right so i go into the shop i'm looking for asking for mm -hmm. diamond dust all right you go into the, sh the shop and uh uh yeah you find a, a wide assortment of gems and what have you um and the shops keep points out their diamond collection um uh and they say interesting they say uh you've had more diamond cells lately than we have in the past five years hmm. uh, uh, but we do have, we still do still have a, a, a small supply available um uh, and so they they basically have up to 500 gold pieces worth of diamonds that you can buy okay i'll, I'll buy um 300 of them and just kind of idly chat mm -hmm. During the purchase, uh, so was there. You said you sold a lot of these. Is it anyone unusual come through? Um, well, I think I've had. I mean, not not that a good shopkeep, you know, sells and tells, but uh, I uh, I've had representatives from almost every notable family here in the city buying diamonds. Mm. Apparently. Apparently, there's some sort of diamond rush right now. Everyone's talking about resurrection insurance. Resurrection insurance? <laughs> oh, makes yeah, sense. Just having them in case. Hmm. Like we do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's quite, quite the thing. I didn't even know that resurrection was possible a month ago. Oh, yeah. It's a, I guess it's... Uh, the rumor is that it's new, newly rediscovered. So, 
you know, I guess that's why people are stocking up. Hmm. Well, those with means, of course. Do you think if the cost of diamonds go up, that you'll need fewer diamonds to cast the spell? I, I'm just a humble shopkeeper, but these are the questions that keep me up at night. <laughs> Good question. Well, thankfully, diamond prices are regulated. Yes, in this fictional universe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I guess it would depend. They have on... an intrinsic gold piece worth that not even man could change. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's the law of supply and demand and the law of the gods. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyway, thank you for your purchase. Uh, uh, are, you, are you with one of the noble houses? No, no. Um, I'm, I'm actually um, gonna, heading off to visit family at Dragon Shadow and, and just, and just stopping through. So, so uh, thought, I'd, thought I'd do my shopping here. Dragon Shadow doesn't have a lot in the way of supplies. So. Mm particularly of diamonds. <laughs> Thank you very much. He says, well, have a, have a great day uh, and good luck and hopefully you don't need these diamonds. Yes. No, don't eat my dice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I fuck right off. All right. Uh, so you guys are back in the, sheet, the streets. Um, any other errands that you want to run before you turn into gas and head off forever? <laughs> River. Goodbye. We're never coming back. <laughs> no. no. Nothing for me. I'm good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, and the casting time for the spells, what, a minute? A minute. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, Brindley, as you gather your stuff to cast a spell, uh, Gwen, you hear a voice behind you. Oh no. Meetings in Ohio never go well for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it is a voice you recognize as your cousin. No. Uh, and you hear uh, you hear that voice say cousin. Which which cousin is it? Yeah, I was gonna say you've got like 47, right? It's, it, it's Zuri. Um, oh no, this bitch! Why is she bothering uh, us? But uh, as as you turn around, uh, you don't see her, uh, but you see you hear a clattering sound as a sword that you are very well acquainted with huh? drops to the ground. Is it my sword? Uh, no, it is Zori's sword. You're very well acquainted with it because it's been pointed at you. <laughs> It was the instrument of my demise. Um, we need to talk. <clears throat> Maybe try not being invisible. I don't <laughs> trust that you. I don't trust you that you won't kill me for good reason. I understand. Well, we. I mean, if, as I understand it, eighty-eight gave you his word, and, and we're bound by that. So. Yes, 88 and did, but I don't recall Nithis or Brindley giving me their word. I pause my casting. For just this one conversation, shall we? Shall we what? Offer not to, uh, not to attack 
although we, of course, get to defend ourselves. No, I kind of want to kill her. Huh. Uh, it turned about's fair play. She did kill you, after all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I desperately want to kill her. But she's invisible, right? Mm-hmm. At the moment. Well, if you talk fast enough, convince me not to fucking kill you. In the interest of trust, I think it's important that you see my face. But this will be an illusion. When is uh, it not? And there's no interest of trust between us. Tell us what the fuck is going on. Uh, so she appears in front on the street in front of you. Um, and uh, she uh, looks at you, Gwen. Uh, ignoring the rest of you and the illusion drops to her knees in front of you in a I grab prost- her sword all right you pick up the sword uh, in a <laughs> prostrate position she says i know that i cannot earn your forgiveness or even ask it but i've paid my debt to micaias and chalik well Sh- chalik showed me what you must do <laughs> if you wish to strike me down, I understand, but I wouldn't do so, such a thing that would jeopardize one of my friends. As as you should have in the as you, you should have remembered before you indebted yourself to Micaiah's. um are we just where are we we're just in the street in the streets there's just people kind of circling around looking at this weird confrontation weird blue lady has a sword like (laughs) is there a um is there a park or something nearby that we can have a a semi-private conversation yeah um can we I, i i look at look at my friends can we um can we go to a park somewhere where, we're, where we'll be a little less conspicuous, having having this uh, having it out? Idiot will not grab the illusion shoulder to make sure it's actually an illusion. It's solid. Fantastic! I clamp down on her fucking arm, and I'm not gonna let go until we find out what the fuck's going on. I'm gonna pick her up and start walking. Shake her a little bit. <laughs> fucking murder my friends find out what the fuck happened <laughs> so oh no, this is pissed uh, can I roll to see if I believe what she said about she's paid off her debt to Macias and absolutely that is, that's what the insight check is there for my friends <laughs> 17 nice let's grab my dice here You detect no dishonesty. I'm going to search her for a spell focus and get it off of her if I can. Um, I'm just going to empty all of her pockets to the <laughs> side and then pull her away from whatever was she was holding. All right, so you guys, okay, you guys head up to a small park. Um, it's got like a little bridge in the center of it uh, over a small creek. 
um, some some cherry trees no longer blossoming, but uh, providing a little bit of shade. It's very pretty. Uh, you start emptying her pockets, um, and as 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 Nithis is, I guess, rifling Zori, <laughs> I say, um, and Zori, for what it's worth, doesn't protest. Um, you pull off a coin purse, um, uh, <clears throat> a potion belt that has got three potions in it. Um, uh, you do not find any uh, holy symbol, though. Which is what you were looking for. Oh, um, I think in the interest of us trusting you at least a little bit, um, ah. yeah, I'm going to um, I'm going to cast Zone of Truth on us. And it'll be in your best interest not to, um, not to try to break the spell. I wanted to let you know because it'll look like I'm casting a spell, but this is not an attack. Uh, she's her. She's being held up by uh, Nithis right now, but uh, she just kind of gives a half bow with the part of her body that's not being held up. Okay. Yeah, they just have her upside down and shaking her. Yeah. I thought about it. I thought about it a lot. Isn't she like two and a half or three feet tall? Yeah. She's a little kobold, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, I will cast a Zone of Truth. All right. Um, uh, she does not resist the spell. Yeah. Neither How does 88. Okay. What about you two? Are you going to... You're in the zone. Are you going to... I'll resist it. Yeah. What do I roll for that? Uh, Wisdom save, I believe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, charisma. <laughs> I do charisma. not. Oh, is it charisma save? That's actually yeah. way better for. <laughs> better. Oh, is it a charisma save? Yeah. Yes. Do I re-roll or just add? Yeah, just, yeah, just go and do a charisma save. It's fine. Seventeen. That's better. Sixteen. Um, yeah, I think. It's 17 is what you needed. So. <clears throat> yeah, but I think you're within my... Um, oh, yeah, you'd get plus four. Aura, so you get plus four. Oh, nice. So oh, you, nice. Yeah, you guys, you guys succeed. Uh, so 88, you're bound by the truth. Gwen, I don't believe you're affected by the spell, are you? Um, if he's within the area, he casts it in, I think so. Hmm. Do you choose to resist your own spell? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think that I don't think it would occur to me. Um, <clears throat> so you say that you uh, paid off your debt to Micaias. How did you do that? I've been th- th- through acts I'm not proud of: robbing, killing, thieving, killing. And she nods towards Brindley, and then to you. Seems like you had a lot of fun while you were doing it. Buying your bodies back, or selling your body back to your friends. Mm-hmm. Did we know anything about how close she was to paying off her debts, or? No. Okay. Um, have you tried going home? Didn't think I'd be welcome there. That's probably a safe assumption. And Honestly, said- I didn't even know you were in the city. I was Happened to be walking by and, and, and saw you, but I guess it makes sense from the vision I had. 
Tell us more about this vision. She says, uh, there was a, a great, I saw the entire world. I was floating above it. And there was a great darkness encroaching upon it. Um, but in that great darkness, there was a beacon of light. It was Gwen. He was holding a, a shield with Chalik symbol on it. He was on a Pegasus. <laughs> uh, though a small Pegasus, like a pony Pegasus. Carrying a bright sword that illuminated the darkness. And he, he was the one that turned the light back. And I realized that if I, if I hadn't given his body back, the world would have been destroyed. I saw the world be destroyed. I saw the consequences of my actions if you all hadn't acted. And when was this vision? She says, uh, three nights ago. Does Gwen have that shield on him, like out visibly? I would think so. Or probably slung on my back. Is it a targe or is it a... Um... It's a circular shield. Okay. Yeah. I would think is I would Puzzles have... Jr. with us? I'd assume not. No. Okay. No. I would have, I think I would have mentioned if we were bringing Puzzles Jr. Cyrus. 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 <laughs> Try to nip this Puzzles Jr. business in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was I wasn't doing anything three nights ago, was I? I'm just trying to, I'm no, trying just, to remember. Just, just relaxing, right, you know, uh, hanging out, uh, playing your music. Okay. Uh, just vacationing, summer vacationing. <laughs> and how long, how long ago did you pay off your debt? Uh, she says... Uh, Excuse it was me. it was about a, it was a little less than a fortnight ago. So you're saying that you paid off your debt and then you magically had a vision from Chalik who you'd renounced completely for this other piece of shit god. Yeah, he seemed pretty uh he seemed pretty pleased this punch that about it that uh that I was going to have to come to Gwen on my knees, beg for forgiveness and beg to help. And is that, is, is that what you're doing? You're trying to help? You're wanting to help? You need a squire in the days to come. Yeah, no. Chalik wants that to be me. Mm-mm. No. What? I don't have to stay with you or anything like that, but I can be here when the time comes for you. <laughs> you know what you should make her do? Die. Mm. So much want that. But you know what would be even worse? A vow of poverty and dedicating herself to the betterment of everyone in this city <laughs> and making sure that no one 
has more than her or has has less than her i still like the dying <laughs> well i'm <laughs> you are holding her sword <laughs> i'd love to watch her suffer though i i'm i'm <laughs> she just looks at you brindley and she says if Gwen thinks I can best serve him by dying, then I will lay here and let you stab me. I don't care what Gwen thinks. <laughs> I do. I'm trying to figure out what Gwen's reaction would be while also thinking, man, the fucking ball's on Fairfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did, did you just see the vision or did you hear directly from Chuck? He was standing next to me, showing it to me. He said that you would be directing my part and what was the cub? He mentioned something about a redemption arc. I didn't quite understand that part. <laughs> I mean, narratively, it just does make good sense. So, and Chalik would know better than anyone. Brindley, I want to know um, where you at. Yeah. How, like, while well, this conversation's happening, um, I just want to know what's going on in your in your headspace. A lot of cranky swearing. <laughs> Thinking about all the spells I should cast on her. As you're looking at her, um, you have an involuntary flashback of chasing her down a hill as a panther <laughs> by yourself. Mm-hmm. And then her turning and stabbing you once to get you out of panther form and then as you were as you were fading from consciousness the merciless blow through your chest that you already you already fading out why did she need to do that <laughs> I'm crankier <laughs> <laughs> well I think I'm inclined to believe in redemption, but I think I can, I can, I, I, I'm not willing to allow you, Zori, to prompt friction among us. Friendly, roll me a charisma save. Fourteen. Gwen, you see the sword that Brindley's holding snap to life, fire wreathing the blade. And Brindley, 
what your hands unable to just you don't have the control you plunge the blade go to plunge the blade into zori <laughs> can i cast something can you what can i cast something um reaction or do i not have time i will give you what is it you would like to cast hold person on brindley yes I just want you to each roll a quick initiative. Can I roll an insight too on Brindley? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> were you whittling? You were whittling, weren't you, 88? 26 on that insight. Holy Moses. I also rolled 19. What row? 14 initiative. Um, here's what I'm going to say. Um, uh, Gwyn, um, what's your what's this spell save on a um, on a also land? Can't believe you guys rolled exactly the same. How how fucking dramatic is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Brindley, roll me. Okay, so I'm gonna say Gwyn, your spell does go off. Brindley, roll me a wisdom save. I'm good at those. I'm good at those. I'm good at those. Wisdom save, 25. Yeah. Uh, um, the spell just, like, you. the spell goes off as Brindley's lunging forward, and the uh, um, uh, you just, like, it just, like, just, just passes right around her, like, you know, like, it kind of looks like, almost like bars, and it's just it just fizzles off of the determined look in her face as her hand plunges the sword uh, through Zori's chest. What's my insight? Brinley, what did you do? What exactly are you inciting? That's what I need to know. Um, Brinley and like, what's the question you're asking of Brinley? Like you, so insight answers a question. Like, is this person lying or what's this person's bond? You know, what's what question are you trying to answer while looking at Brinley? Uh, what a fuck dude <laughs> yeah i mean a little bit what the fuck is going on but um probably maybe how sure she is like i i see that her doing this and i'm like are you sure that this is what you want to do um you see just the moment before it happens you're glanced over and had noticed like you kind of can tell when somebody's like thinking about something, you just see her like recalling something Brindley. Mm-hmm. Um, once you stab Zori, how do you feel about it? Like, Oh, I'm super happy. Like, <laughs> uh, um, okay. So, uh, and then a grin on her face, like a look of, so there was a look of remembrance, a look of determination, and then just a grin when she realizes what has happened. Uh, that you, you read all that. Uh, and Zori is lying there motionless on the ground uh, with a wound very similar to what Brindley had when Brindley was killed by her. Is she dead? Or uh, I will, I will as, I, as I go to check and see if Zori is dead. I well, 88 is rushing over there. I don't know if we're still in an initiative order here. But. No, no, it's fine. Uh, you rush over. She is dead. Uh, but of course, we're still within the two-minute clock. <laughs> or minute clock. 
of Revivify if somebody wants to use 300 gold pieces worth of diamonds to bring yeah, her Yeah, diamond comes out, I cast Revivify. No, no. don't do it. Too late. I, I, I will, wait. I think it's perfectly fine what just happened because Gwen wasn't the only one murdered by this bitch. Too late. Ah. It's an instant cast spell. Ugh. Um, she's spot the wound shuts uh, as as uh, as uh, Nithis tries to stop eighty eight, but eighty eight uh, just instantaneously brings her back to life. So I stab her again. I jump. <laughs> I, I jump no. in between Brimley right. and. All right. So, um, uh, Zori just lays there. You can see she's breathing. Um, and she just, you hear her say, clearly you all just need to figure this out. <laughs> um, I'm just going to lay here. I don't want to move. Probably for the best. Is J- Gwen jumping in front of a sword right now? <laughs> I, I jump between Brinley and, and Zori. What are you doing, Brinley? I'm obviously stabbing her. I understand your anger, but she may have a purpose in this story going forward. I'm sure she's perfectly disposable. (laughs) I agree. If we're not going to kill her, we're going to throw her in a jail cell. This bitch isn't going to just walk the fuck around having murdered who knows how many people. If If you had let me finish the sentence I started before Brindley got all stabby, I was going to say, since she can't be around us, let's take her home. No, absolutely not. She will not be in my house. No, not your home. Dragon Shadow, her home. Let's take her to Dragon Shadow and let them. You want to take her to a mountain of people who are mostly pacifists, who she... A, a completely abandoned to join up with a god whose only purpose was to take advantage of other people in which she did robbing, murdering, hateful things to everyone. And you want to put her in, in a community that's like all peace based and shit? No, this bitch either needs to be dead or in jail. They're not, we're not pacifists. We're, we are very community and supportive based. We're not. Mm-hmm. You're going to rehabilitate her? You're going to rehabilitate the murderer? She needs to be in a jail or dead. 88, what are you doing during all this? I am scooping Zori up and moving away from Brindley. <sighs> With my back to her so that I'm between Zori and the sword. If Brindley wants to stab me in the back, she can do that, but I'm trying to protect Zori right now. You know what? I'm going to go up next to Brinley and I'm going to look at Gwen. I'm going to say, you need to figure it out. We're going to head out because this is fucking ridiculous. She's a fucking murderer. And no amount of whatever she has to say about visions is going to fucking change that. She murdered you and she murdered Brinley. You came back as you were. Brinley had to go through so much shit because she's a different fucking species now. It's not okay to help this person. It's not okay. Dead or in jail. Brindley, what are you doing? Um, I'm looking at my spells right now. As well. <laughs> Come on, Bren. I know. I get it. But let's just go. 
take the sword with me. And I follow Nithis. And I glare at them. I'm going to go through Zori's stuff and grab her gold really quick and toss that to Bren too. Interesting. Anything else you're grabbing? Um, I went through it all. Is there anything interesting there? You know what? I'm just going to take all of it because, <laughs> because that's what it. fucking Zori there, did. There's a coin yeah. purse, a potion belt, and then a bag of holding. Yeah, we take, take the it. whole fucking thing. All right. Eye for an eye, motherfucker. Can't kill her. Going to take her fucking stuff. All right, so where, you, where are you two going? I'm, what's I'm, the name of the inn that we stayed in here? Uh, the Sapphire um, Spear. Uh, I, I shout back, we'll be at the Sapphire Spear. That bitch's face better never be seen around us again. All right, so you two head off to the Sapphire Spear. Oh, Nithis is so mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, say to, I say to 88, well, I guess we're walking. <laughs> Is it? Is we told it, you where we'd be. After you've dealt with Zori, just yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you do you think that is a? Do you think getting her to Dragon Shadow to would be an acceptable solution? Uh, Zori says, um, "Look, I don't, I don't want to cause this rift between you and your friends." I. I've done bad things and I deserve to be punished. Agreed. Um, I think there's still a large bounty out for me uh, here in Hokkaido. Do we know if Hokkaido has a death penalty? It does not. If we place you in jail, will you be able to fulfill... Chalak's design for you. Chalak, Chalak just told me to do whatever Gwen told me to do. I'm assuming that whatever Gwen tells me to do is part of his plan. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure how I could help Gwen in the jail cell, but if that's where Gwen decides I should go, then then that's where my place is. It just looks to Gwen. Do I know anything about the Hokkaido criminal system, the criminal justice? I mean, presumably, yeah. You you live in the you live in you live in the Shima, so you know all about the the Shima justice system. What would you like to know? Well, I mean, I guess what what is prison like? Is there any kind of a um, redemptive aspect aspect to it, or is it just warehousing and and punishment? Uh, they they uh, get you know. It depends from prisoner to prisoner. Obviously, the worst of the worst tend to stay pretty locked up. Uh, Other people will be put to work for the good of the nation, learning trades, but also, you know, building bridges, uh, maintaining roads, uh, stuff like that. For a prisoner of Zori's repute and deadliness, Probably yeah. just going to be stuck in a, a cell. <laughs> Throw it in a hole and then fill it in after. No, not, not as much that, but. Um... Um, 
don't know. I think she could do more. I think she could do actual good in Dragon Shadow. Be more a part of a community that would, if if she can be redeemed and and she spoke the truth in saying that she felt she could be redeemed and she felt she feels she has this mission. I think she could do more good in Dragon Shadow than she could in prison in Hokkaido. So the question is, is it's a multi-day journey to Dragon Shadow from Hokkaido. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you do not turn into gas and drive the speed of a car there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so you've got some options. You could make the trip yourself. Um, you could put her uh, in bonds, essentially have you know, somebody transport her there for you. Um, um, you could go and 88 could stay. I mean, there's plenty of options here. Um, what would you like to do? <laughs> I, I'm having trouble thinking as someone else as opposed to me. <laughs> All right, we can come back to you. I will give you a moment to think about it. Meanwhile, uh, at the Sapphire Spear, I imagine you two roll in like a storm cloud. Um, Actually, on the way there, I'm going to be like, you know, this was a stupid trip. And I want to cast um, Transport via Plants and go home. Oh. Am I invited to go home? Yeah, you can come. Okay. All right. Um, I will... And you'll have sending stones with each other, so yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll go, I'll go with her, okay. And um, I'll give it maybe 20 minutes or so, and I'll message 88 and said, Tell him that we came home to Dusk Manor, okay. Uh, as you arrive home, Blair says, Welcome back. Uh, earlier than expected, uh, you had uh, no visitors and no mail or packages. While Shut up, out. Blair, oh, friendly. Mr. Brindley, uh, you seem to be in a mood. Is there anything I can do to uh, assuage your feelings? Um, Dinner, go. What? What'd you say? I'm just gonna leave. Oh well. Um, just he, best to leave her alone, Blair. Blair uh, just says, "Well, Master Nithis, if there's anything I can do for you uh, or for her, just let me know. I hope otherwise, uh, keep sparse." And he sort of uh, fades from view a little bit. Aw, poor Blair. I get mm -hmm. it. Poor Blair. <laughs> poor Blair. Poor Brindley. Nithis kind of stands there and is like, <laughs> fucking vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's going to go get a bottle of whiskey and she's going to sit in the front room with it next to her, but she's not going to drink it. Okay. Waiting to see what sort of idiocy is going to follow this. <laughs> okay. Um, back in Hokkaido. <laughs> um, so uh, are you still holding, are you still carrying the Zori 88? Yeah. Now that, okay. Um, she actually is like, you, you know, I couldn't, you can like bound my hands. I don't know. I, I feel weird being carried by you. You're a giant mountain of a creature. Um, <laughs> when she says that, he'll put her down. 
and then reached into his pocket. Yes? I understand. Ethis and Brindley have returned to Dusk Manor. Probably for the best. Uh, she says, um, look, you have my sword, you have all my possessions. Um, uh, if I know that you can't trust me, but if there's some way I can help you get me to Dusk Dragon Shadow for my punishment, I will, I will do whatever you say. Well, I think the since we don't have a fast way of getting there, we can just, I can just, I can summon Cyrus tomorrow and, and ride with Zori there, theoretically. I mean, I'm assuming I can carry a passenger of my same size. Um. I, I mean, yeah, it's a, it should be fine. Yeah. Okay. Neither of you are particularly heavy. Yeah. And that way, 88, you wouldn't need to stay. And, you know, I think we could, I could probably get there. I could probably get to Dragon Shadow in a, I don't know. <laughs> How quick of a flight would it be? Uh, it's still going to be pretty, I mean, they move 90 feet around. Uh, which is still significantly slower than and a car than car form. Yeah. Sure. Car. Uh, let me let me see how much slower. I guess he's form. Does your magical flying pony get tired and need to rest? I think so. I think it's just I think it's just pretty much exactly like a like a Pegasus. It's just a celestial instead. I mean, it's a spirit technically. Yeah. Um, darn it! There we go. So just like three times the normal traveling speed. Yeah. Uh, so instead of yeah, I guess so. Instead of twenty-four miles a day, it would be. 75 miles in a day uh yeah you could probably get there in a day on on your uh on your pegasus um let's say let's not worry too much about it because get the sto- keep the story going so yeah you could get there within a day on your pegasus and another day to get back okay i think that sounds like the best path forward uh, sure. And a, there's no reason that you can't summon her today, right? Like, well, I don't have that spell today. Oh, okay. Yeah, unfortunately. I changed because we were going to do something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, so, so what, are you gonna, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay the night somewhere or? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we, I guess we'd have to. Eighty-eight, you can stick around, or well, no, I guess I, I don't know that it would be safe to go back to Dust Manor on your own. Are you okay? I with... will. I will stay and wait for you to return. Okay. 
<laughs> so I guess Zori and I are getting it in. Oh my god. Uh, do you do you just go to the closest end, or do you go to the sapphire spear? Or? I think just the closest closest in, and um, <laughs> she's she's got no money, so I got to buy her. I got to get her a room. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, you find uh, the. Um, uh, the uh, a, a tavern uh, with an N above it uh, called the uh, Sable Hair Tavern. Um, uh, it's got like a little paintbrush logo. And uh, book a room. Yeah, I would like to get two rooms, one for myself and one for my companion, my cousin. Is dinner included? Yeah, yeah. So just drop, uh, let's say, a gold piece. Um, uh, barkeep uh, says, oh, hey, I noticed your uh, violin there. You a bard? I'm a, a paladin chalice, so. Oh, does that mean you can play music? Yeah. Are you, are you looking for a performance? Yeah, we could. Our normal person didn't show up tonight, so we could, we could use something. Good. I think I have... Uh... I certainly have some emotions to work out, so I think that would be uh, be helpful for both of us. But about six o'clock, is that usually when you start the show? Yeah. All right, well, I guess we'll be in our rooms until then. What about you, idiot? What are you, are you just going to go with them to the end? Or? Yeah, I'm just going along. I'm not letting Zori out of my sight. Okay, so are you going to stand over her, watch over her uh, during the... Um... Uh, during the um, uh, evening while she's staying in her room? No, I'll stay outside. Like If they have rooms right next to each other, I'll stand where their rooms are. Okay. All right. Um, so that evening, um, what kind of music do you play? Well, I, I'd like to, um, assuming we're having dinner first, and um, I imagine it's fairly tense, <laughs> but yeah, for many, many reasons. Yeah. Um, but I would tell Zori that, um, you know, that she should. Cause she, she was, she was a paladin of Chalik before she, um, before she went to Micaiah's. She was on her way to become a paladin of Chalik, and then her ship got wrecked, um, and she died. Okay. And Micaiah brought her back. And I tell her so. Since you know, after dinner, you know, I'm going to give a performance, and and I, I hope that it will allow you to try and recover some of the. Um, some of the joy of performance that you that you used to feel and some of the person that you used to be. Because I don't believe that Chalik would have put you in my path just to get stabbed and, and get everybody pissed at each other. Although he might. 
is kind of a prankster. <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies as a prank. Pranks yeah. are typically harmless and fun. And then I will go up and perform. Um, do you sit with Zori at the performance 88? I do. Um, and as Gwen is playing, 88 really hasn't said anything to Zori this entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's just the two of them at the table, he will turn to her and say, how long is, has it been since you have been back to Dragon Shadow? She says... Uh... She's the same age as Gwen, so she's also seven or eight. Um, uh, she, she's a year older, actually, I think, than Gwen. She says, uh, I, so I haven't been back since I left three years ago. She says, uh, didn't really want to go back there after I died. May I ask why? Felt weird. Just wanted to get out of my contract. Not a lot of wealth there. She says, uh, why, why did you resurrect me? I've tried to kill you several times. I've killed most of you. Because I, I believe that you are telling the truth. And while I will not say that I will ever forgive you for the things you have done, I also believe that there is value in your life and I would not see it taken so callously. She thinks about that for a minute as Gwen starts to play. Gwen, make me a kinder heart check. Better. 20. 20. Uh, what kind of song do you play? So I think um, if I. If I remember correctly, the um, the orc song of sadness was on a violin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, year, you know, a long, long time ago, <laughs> years ago in Sean time, mm-hmm. uh, decades maybe. And I think I would try to use some of the some of the themes of that because it's a very like minor key mournful song. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the keys of you know some of the things of that transitioning from the the mournful not like actually play the song because i think that would be Mm -hmm. kind of cultural appropriationally you 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 kind of take elements from it and make it your own i get you and Um, and and, but build into something joyous from from that and transition from sadness into into mm -hmm. so the sad parts of your song gets everyone's attention and there's you actually look out and you see some people are crying as you play it. Um, but as uh, as you get to the joyous parts, um, you're, you find yourself actually playing better than you've ever played before. Uh, and people 
uh, 88, you see people all up in the bar start getting up and dancing and going around in a circle. Um, and as they do, um, 88, you see, and Gwen, you do as well, uh, just a sort of golden glowing apparition of Chalik appear in the center of the room and start dancing with everybody, just joins the circle and starts dancing uh, with them. And uh, people kind of see him and recognize him and you see awe and bewilderment on their faces, um, but that doesn't stop them from dancing. Uh, and 88, if you actually, it's up to you, but you do feel the kind of urge to dance. You feel the music move you. Um, you feel Chalik's presence. This God that you've never worshiped is in the room with you. Do you dance? Uh, does Zori start dancing? She kind of starts waving back and forth, but she looks at you, understanding that in this scenario that you are her jailer. If she starts to get into it, he'll get up and dance with her. All right, so you get up uh, and Zori starts dancing uh, and everybody in the room starts to dance and clap and sing along. Uh, and as you near the end of your song, uh, Chalik just sort of looks at you and winks and fades away uh, as the entire audience of the tavern loses their mind and just starts yeah, screaming and clapping and cheering. I give a grin and a little bow. Meanwhile, back at Dusk Manor. <laughs> uh, Nithis, you are sitting in the dark with your whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Brindley, what are you are you what are you doing? You're muted, Brindley. That's what you're doing. Oh, maybe she's still muted. muted. Still <laughs> muted. We can't. I'm over at my treehouse. Okay. Oh, so you leave. So you fly. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. You fly up there. Um, and what are you doing in the treehouse? Just like fuming. Mm -hmm. Pouting. Uh, do, you, do you still have the sword? Yeah. Yes, I do. I still have everything. Okay. Um, how long do you stay there? At least overnight. Mm hmm. Um. Okay. Um, real quick, Nithis, how about you? Um, Brindley uh, went upstairs, um, but at some point, like Blair kind of comes over and says, just so you know, Brindley's left. I know, I know she has a treehouse out in the yard, right? But I don't know about her other one. Correct. Okay. Well, I would probably just assume that she's doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, dark has fallen. I'm sitting there with my unopened bottle of whiskey mm -hmm. with one candle lit waiting for, um, uh, whatever's going to happen. Um, and since nothing does, I will, um, message Brinley and say, let me know if you need anything and I'll go to bed. Still pretty pissed off. A <laughs> lot pissed off. I imagine. I don't drink though. 
Uh, do you respond to her message, Brindley? No, because I don't need anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, I leave it on red. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, so you just hang out in the treehouse fuming. Uh, do you fall asleep or do you stay up the entire evening? I'm sure I'll sleep a little bit, but not like a long sleep or restful one. Okay. All right. Um, so after back in Hokkaido, after uh, after the music is finished and uh, people kind of uh, come up, and uh, you actually find um, twelve gold pieces. Uh, that's just set on the stage. You didn't even have a hat out, uh, mm-hmm. but people have just kind of come up and left their gold pieces there. Um, and the crowd just kind of chatters like excitedly amongst themselves about, you know, if everyone else saw what they saw and all that stuff. Uh, what do what do you an 88 and Zori do? Um. Making it over something. That was an exceptional performance, Quinn. Thank you. I don't. I don't think it was all me. That's for sure. Chalik. Chalik certainly moved in the room. And you look at Zori, and uh, Zori is crying. Uh, and just says, "I. I've never seen him before." Not, not, not like that in person, not outside of a vision. And I, I mean, it's incredibly rare, but you can, you can feel him when you're performing, I hope. And I hope you can, if you truly have repented and, and, and uh, spurned Micaias, you can feel that again. She says, I haven't danced since the shipwreck. Yeah, I think I think Dragon Shadow will be good for you. Well, I'm pretty tired. Is it okay if I go up to sleep? I think we should all go to sleep. Early morning. So uh, she heads upstairs and uh, she looks at you, 88, and she says, uh, it makes you more comfortable. You can keep an eye on me from inside the room. That is all right. I will stay out here tonight. Okay. All right. It is the 18th of Bright. It is midweek. We sort of have fallen out of our summer vacation montage. Sorry yeah. about that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, and we'll start uh, in Team Dusk Manor. Um, Renly, you wake up, uh, despite your best efforts, you did fall asleep kind of as the sun was coming up and you wake up uh, as it warms your face. Uh, the sword still on the, on the floor next to you. What do you do? Mm. Pout some more. Mm-hmm. I'm basically just stewing and being cranky and holding a grudge. Mm-hmm. Excellent. 
Do you stay there all morning or do you come back to Dusk Manor? At some no, I'll stay. Okay. Um, Nithis, how about you? Um, I will get up, um, go about my morning routine, do whatever. And then when Brinley doesn't show back up by like lunchtime, mm-hmm. um, I will send her another message and say, do you want to day drink and throw daggers at a picture of Zori? And I'll just leave it at that. And if she decides to show up, great. Any response, Brinley? I'll just respond, but I'm good. Okay. Well, she's alive, so. Okay. I, um, uh, as... I have a message to send you, Chris. I am oh. going to do one more thing, but okay. I'm just going to send it to you. All right. <laughs> Secrets. Uh, all right. Uh, so in the next morning, um, uh, you wake up uh, in the Sable Harris Tavern. Uh, and uh, yeah, Zori, uh, uh, Zori wakes up uh, before uh, Gwen uh, and kind of uh, looks at you, idiot, and says, um, uh, should we wait for him to get breakfast or? Uh, we can wait downstairs. She nods and heads uh, downstairs. Um, gets some breakfast and waits for AD or waits for Gwen to come down, which probably doesn't take much longer. Gwen, you arrive downstairs and see uh, idiot sitting next to Zori. Uh, I wasn't uh, murdered in my sleep. Yay! <laughs> this time, yeah, <laughs> not yet. I think I would be in a. A pretty good mood. I mean, it's not every day that you're you get to channel your god and have a dance party. So I would come down in a pretty pretty good mood and say good morning, everyone. I think we should eat and, and head out as quick as we can. Get a good get a good jump on the day. All right. Uh, Zori says, whatever you want. Well, I think we'll just eat and, and then maybe head to the edge of the city so I can cast my mm-hmm. summon Pegasus, summon Ponysus. All right. Uh, you uh, summon Cyrus. Uh, he kind of once again it's a spirit that's summoned by your god so he literally just sort of flies out of the sun again <laughs> um, much like a video game animation that's just reused of summoning your, summoning your horse <laughs> it's an overcast day how does he keep doing that <laughs> uh, the pony flies down and lands at uh, your feet and says yeah, morning how are you this morning oh he looks at, uh, he looks at Zora and he says hey there he says, uh, you must be Zori. He says, uh, he says, I was, I mean, I've been there in person, he says, but I was dancing there with you last night at the tavern. Had a vision of it anyway. 
Sean finds that very creepy. <laughs> anyway, we're going to hop on and do that. Yeah. Um, 88, we'll, we'll, I'll see you. Um, I, I imagine I won't be back tomorrow, but probably the day after. Um, I, I can't imagine my moms and dads will let me go immediately. But, uh, but I'll be back. Be back quick as I can. I hope you have a good time with your family, Gwen. I hope you get to meet them someday, sometime soon. Hope you all do, and and nobody's angry and stabby. But that 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 was not going to be this. Aiming high there, Sean. I don't think that. I don't think that's going <laughs> to. This is this is fantasy family. This is not real <laughs> real life family. So, <laughs> so, so we get on uh, Cyrus and. All right. Sunrise. Um, or sunrise. So it's the the sensation of flying in the back of a of a domesticated animal is pretty new to you. Pretty delightful. Um, made more awkward. So I'm curious. Do you put Zori on the pony in front of you or behind you? I think behind. I think I would be had all the practice or the one day I practiced that, that I had done mm-hmm. would have been me holding onto the mane. So okay. So it's weird having this person who has murdered you, uh, holding, grasping onto you for dear life as you fly through the sky. Uh, um, Zori, about a couple hours into the trip, asks, so what do you think it's going to be like there with me? Well, I, I would, I don't think I, I don't think I would be able to say that it's going to be pleasant. Um, but I think it's helpful that you never returned after you died. Um, so they've only, they've only had stories of your duplicity and treachery and evil. They haven't seen it for themselves, but, um, I mean, you know, you know, as well as I do that, uh, there is a there's a purpose or a place and a purpose for everyone in our society, even those who are um, even those who have done very wrong. <laughs> and, and I hope I'm remembering my backstory right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she says uh, I just hope whatever this is it helps you do what you need to do what's it like having a purpose I think we all have a purpose we just may not know it hopefully you can discover yours I think it I mean having the purpose that I apparently have is a bit scary, to be honest with you. The, you, you know the old stories and they don't generally end well for the heroes. And I don't feel particularly heroic a lot of the times. Mostly confused and unsure of myself. But, you know, my friends have have faith in me and my and and Chalik has told me that 
that I'm doing okay. And, and really what more could you ask for? I just have a hard time believing that any of that could come for me. I've done some pretty terrible things to you. I mean, you remember the stories of the heroes in New Haven? Eh, they're, those stories were kind of boring. I never really paid much attention. <laughs> Long and drunk out. I mean, I feel like they could have told it conciser. There's always... Like, throw her off the Pegasus. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, I would, I would look back at them with more of an adult size, someone who's seen some things. I think you'll see that they're, they can offer some, some guidance. But, you know, the story of Chalik himself is a story of sacrifice and redemption at the end it's not over until you're dead and nowadays even then she thinks about that uh as you guys continue to fly towards dragon's shadow um uh before we get you to arrival there um team dusk manor anything uh more of that day uh friendly you're gonna spend the rest of the day in the treehouse or yeah, I also want to dump out her bad revolver and see what's in it. Okay. Um, give me just a sec. I will. This is the part where the real body of Zori falls out of the bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, wouldn't that be amazing? Wow, God, I wish I'd thought of that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, Matt, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Should have, should have DM'd me that. I could have changed everything just for that cool <laughs> fucking ass twist. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Where are we here? Here we go. Um, okay, so... Let's just do some quick die rolls here and find out. <laughs> All right. Um, so you find, um, you start turning it out and then just gold coins start pouring out. Um, roughly, uh, Well, it just fills this treehouse. Uh, if you spend the afternoon counting them, you find there's about 42,000 gold pieces. Uh, and mixed in with that- number crash Caitlin's internet. Yeah. And uh, mixed in with that, uh, 28,000 platinum pieces. Okay. How many platinum pieces? Uh, 28,000, so 280,000 gold worth of platinum pieces. Okay. Oh. Uh, um, you also find uh, um, 
four gems, not diamonds, worth 5,000 gold pieces. And then, gems worth 5,000? So four, so 20,000 worth of, so four gems, each worth 5,000, none of which are diamonds, just, just to really drive home that point. Um, and then, um, you find, uh, oh, uh, in the potion belt, you find three potions of supreme healing. Uh, and you find um, a scroll of fireball. Okay, dokie. Cool. And then Caitlin said Zoom kicked her out for some reason and she's trying to get back in. All right, I'm gonna be annoyed and spend all that time cleaning up all that freaking money I spilled it's, out. It takes so long. Even more cranky at her now. Cranky at everyone. <laughs> fucking treehouse, fucking coins everywhere. Mm. Having to look underneath furniture and pull things out and. Can you summon woodland spirits of like little mice to come and get all gold? <laughs> I probably could if I thought of it. Okay. But I'm in a bad mood, so I probably won't think of it. Just be angrier, angrier, angrier. Um, but that would be adorable. All right, let's pause for a minute to see if we can get Caitlin back on here. I'm going to. Okay, I need to run to the bathroom. Same. All right, so Brindley, you, uh, you angrily. Start to crumply start putting the gold back in the bag um, <laughs> um and so this is probably what early afternoon you said mid probably yeah all right do you let um nithis know or are you just gonna after you're just gonna clean up your gold and salt more yeah i'm just gonna clean up and salt more okay nithis anything else um you would like to do uh while um uh, with your day? I don't think so. Okay. I might check in with my dad, I guess, mm -hmm. and see how things are looking there. Sure. Uh, you pop in, uh, you kind of see he's in the shop, uh, it looks pretty normal. He nods at you, uh, and he says, uh, how's everything at Dusk Manor? it's something and is this there's nobody in the shop nope just him right now um i go off and let him know about what happened and how pissed i am oh oh yes that's that oh my yes that does sound very um discouraging <laughs> uh he says and and then he was brought back to life well uh she's brought back to life well that's weird uh, still go, still not used to that. Uh, Fair enough. Good thing your friend was there. 
No. No, we want her dead. Oh, well, bad thing your friend was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you stopped by. Um, it's been quiet in the streets. People are, there's some tension in the air, but people have been taking it with grace. Yeah. Um, the Empress has not made uh, any sort of public statements or anything to that effect yet. But um, So whatever is happening is undoubtedly happening behind the scenes. But uh, did I did make a little delivery over in the Manor District the other day. And took the scenic oh, yeah? route home. How'd that look? Um, he says, uh, the house number that you gave me no longer exists. Oh, bummer. Uh, officially. Uh, what does that mean? He says, uh, we were driving by it and uh, the person I was with couldn't see that it was there, but I could. Oh, that's good. Uh, the entire thing appeared sort of shrouded in a uh, kind of hazy stasis. Nice. Oh, that's great news. Um, but, uh, but according to my companion who thought I was quite insane uh, it just seemed like it went from one house to the next that's fantastic news that's just fantastic news that's what was that's what Dusk Manor was like right when we mm -hmm. got here yep. I was the only one who could see it uh, I think other people could see it but nobody else could break the stasis but you there was parts inside of Dusk Manor that only you could see that other people couldn't see yeah. Yeah, that means um, it's probably still unoccupied. That's great news. How terrible of an idea do you think it would be for me to come home right now? That, I mean, I'm sure there are many parts of the empire where you could pose pretty incognito, but... Uh... Your trial was kind of a blockbuster around here. Your face is pretty well known. Uh, it did reveal to the entire empire that resurrection was possible again. And, uh, you know, a lot of high-ranking people involved. And Okay, fair enough. Well, I will probably work on a disguise then and see how feasible that seems. But I want in that house. I'm sure we can figure something out. Uh, oh, uh, looks like somebody's about to come in, so I'm going to tend to them. But uh, if you do decide to come, just let me know. We'll, your mother will be thrilled. We'll have you for dinner. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye bye now. Bye bye. That's fantastic. Fantastic news. All right. Um, 88. Uh, after you, you're standing there watching uh, Cyrus fly away with two kobolds, um, what do you do from there? Um, he's going to walk back into Hokkaido, and as he does, he's going to pull out a sending stone. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, tell Nethus and Brinley that... Um, Gwen and I should be returning in a few days. And uh, then... And uh, since you're a few hours, since I've did the time zone differences, you are... Uh, that's true. That you are uh, kind of, this is actually just probably right after uh, 
Uh, Nithis gets done talking to her dad and Renly is still grudgingly cleaning up a bunch of gold and platinum pieces. <laughs> Either of you respond? Um, I would send back, sounds good, as long as you're not bringing that Micaiah's bitch. <laughs> Uh, and then um, in the uh, Warforge camp, are there any like tools or items that we would, that they need? Oh yeah, like axes, shovels, um, uh, stuff like that, yeah. Okay, idiot's gonna go shopping for that stuff. Okay, I uh, just wanna drop like another 10 gold. Sure, and then I will also drop Ten gold for tools, and then another hundred gold on musical instruments. Oh, nice! Wonderful. Okay. All right. Um, and after that, he will just um, probably enjoy some of the more scenic parts of the of the city. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just kind of walk around, enjoy. It's a very pretty city. Um, uh, something that might interest 88 too is um, you see there's like uh, some like parks where people have canvases set up and are painting together. Um, you know, there's like a crafting district where you can, you know, see not only like, you know, blacksmiths and artisans and stuff like that, but like, you know, some of the knitting shops have like knitting circles and they're going around, you know, people just you do catch that is something that might catch your eye is just there are like groups of people making art together here and there okay um meanwhile he's not going to intrude on anything anyone yep. but he will observe mm -hmm. meanwhile in a cut scene from the never-ending story uh gwen and zori um as the sun starts to dip below the horizon uh you see the familiar entrance to uh, Dragon Shadow uh, looming ahead. Um, light spilling forth from it. Uh, and kobolds uh, outside on the mountain working fields uh, that are just kind of getting done with their day's labors and getting ready to head back in. All right. I will start to land near the, near the entrance. All right. Uh, as you land, uh, you kind of see the the farmers and people that are working uh, just kind of look at you and gasp and gape as you you know roll in on this flying creature. Yeah, making it make an impression. <laughs> Dressed to the nines in very fancy armor. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, you hear a couple people murmur, uh, "Is it him? Is it Gervais?" And you, rec you actually recognize some of these people as people that you knew from the community before you left. Hi, everybody. You're home. Welcome back. Oh, I'm back for a visit. Um, any any idea where my moms are? We have to have a fairly serious chat. Unfortunately, this is not just a not just a friendly visit. Uh, they say, "Oh, yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's probably in the temple." At least, at least uh, a couple of them. <laughs> All right. 
great. They, they got a, a paper bird a few hours ago. They've been discussing it ever since. <laughs> That's right. I fucking I beat it here, huh? <laughs> oh. It only has been. All right. Well, I will I will check uh I'm assuming we have like stables and stuff, right? Yeah. So I will walk uh Cyrus in and mm-hmm. and uh put him in the stable and then go try to find mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, you head into the um, large underground city of Dragon Shadow. Uh, uh, it is uh, to, to, a, to an outsider would appear quite labyrinthian and uh, claustrophobic as it's made primarily for people that are cobalt sized. Uh, but uh, you're able to navigate, both of you are able to navigate it with ease. Um, and uh, you make your way to the large temple of Chalik uh, in the center of the, of the city uh, where your family lives, you archers. Uh, and um, there you see, um, uh, as you walk in, you see Elspeth, your mother, uh, the leader of the clan, uh, and looking, looking essentially as regal and as uh, uh, stoic as the day you left. Uh, standing near her is your mother Uriel, um, wearing her large chalic symbol. Uh, you know, of course, she is the high priestess of the temple. Uh, and then you see your fa- one of your fathers, Toriel, uh, standing there dressed in his armor and sword. Uh, and as you walk in with Zori, they all three turn to look at you with a grim look. Uh, and uh, your father says, welcome home, Gwen, uh, sooner than expected. Uh, he nods at Zori. He says, is this the murderer? Yes. Apparently um, she has repented and Chalad directed uh, her to us. He uh, he comes over. He's he actually has some uh, arm irons, uh, uh, which is weird. It's not something he usually carries around. Uh, and uh, he comes over and puts them on Zori's arms, uh, and a Micaiah's worshiper as well. That's well. When you wrote your first letter telling us about Zori, we did not expect that you would then bring her here. He says, uh, however, when we receive this letter today, uh, he holds up a paper, he holds up a a letter uh, letting us know that this murderer and worshiper of Micaiah was coming our way. Well, we were a bit surprised. Uh, Elspeth looks down, looks over at, uh, looks over at Toriel and says, Toriel, uh, take her to the stocks. Um, we must have a discussion with, uh, with Gwen. Before they, before they leave, I try to give everybody hugs. <laughs> uh, Toriel says, uh, there'll be time for hugs later. For now, I must get this dangerous criminal somewhere where she can't harm anybody. Yes, we do have a lot to talk about. So Elspeth, uh, Elspeth says, um, once Toriel leaves, she kind of 
softens a little bit and gives you a big hug, picks you up off the ground uh, and says, I'm glad you're home and safe. Um, when we'd heard that you died, I never thought I'd see you again. Things have, things have really changed out in the world. It's, resurrection is, is changing things, seems daily. She says, it is a strange time to be alive. Um, she says, Zori, she says, um, would have liked to have heard it from you that you were bringing her here. I, I really should have thought of that, I apologize. <laughs> Things happen so very quickly. Uh, she says, well, thankfully, your friend alerted us. 288? Uh, she says, she shows you a message, uh, and you recognize the handwriting to be Nithis. Yeah, this is quite pissed off. <laughs> no one doing that yeah she was she was she and Brindley are, are still very very angry but I you know I value my friendship with 88 more than than I desire Zori's death so I made my peace with that long ago Uriel says it's okay she has a part in this it certainly seems so Chalik danced with us last night was breathtaking. We heard the music you played here in the temple. Really? Chalik danced here as well. We saw you performing. <laughs> so that's unexpected. Elspeth says, there's more. And she uh, unclasps the belt that holds Perlovian, the singing blade, off of her hip. And she flips it on its side and hands it to you. Oh, boy. <laughs> Is this the, the sword from Zori's vision? Uh, as you... Do you take it out of the sheath? Sure. As you take it out of the sheath... Uh, it shines a glowing light um, and you recognize that based on how Zori described it, that this is in fact the sword from her vision. <laughs> uh, just as you remember it as a child, uh, though obviously it feels a little smaller now <laughs> than it did, you know, when you were looking up at it as a, as a, as a hatchling. <laughs> She says, this sword has been in our family ever since our liberation. She says, we've been holding it, using it only when needed. But I think at the time of its true purpose is coming. I don't feel, I don't feel ready to carry she it. Says, she says, unfortunately... Ready or not, it seems your time has come, she says, looking at your iron stone floating around your head. 
Well, I will, I will, um, <clears throat> I'll take the, I guess I'll take the sword from her and I'll take mine off and hand it to her and, and put it on. I'll, I'll, I'll try to do as much good with it as I can. She says, I don't know why. She says, aside from your, the bravery and curiosity you've shown ever since you were a hatchling, but for whatever reason, it appears that Chalik has chosen you or sees something in you maybe that is necessary for the world to be saved. I really hope I don't fuck it up, Mom. She lays a, a comforting hand on your shoulder and says, my, my child, you are going to do wonders. <laughs> I give her another hug. <laughs> she says, well. <sighs> I think a little, she says, I, I think a little music um, for your arrival, a little singing and dancing, perhaps. Oh, that would be that would be excellent. Um, she says um, some food. Uh, she says we have to get uh, you know Darian and Talcott in here. Um, Toriel, whenever he finishes up with Zori, um, and of course all your sibs. We just got to get everyone and have a grand old time. <laughs> she says, "Will you do this the honor of playing something, maybe?" Something happy like the music you played last night. You could maybe cut the melancholy part out of it, but that was that was pointed. That part was pointed at Zori. So yes, I think I think a a great song of rejoicing and and together togetherness. Um, so she uh, kind of uh, you know they guys you're kind of in a smaller portion of the temple. You guys head into the main part and. Uh, Cobalt uh, start coming in and hugging you and and you know can, more 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 kobolds than you could possibly remember the names of but uh, your nine clutch mates um, you know a lot of them are out on their pilgrimages right now but there's a few of them there you see uh, uh, Keck and Elriel and Darkot uh, they haven't left yet uh, they were always a bit mm, a little they liked it liked it a little more in the caves than necessarily you did but uh, uh, yeah you. Um, uh start uh you know the music starts and people start singing and dancing and uh why don't you go and roll me a performance check let's just see uh how well you do oh i'm gonna use my inspiration okay oh wow that one yeah i would yeah. i would definitely much better all right uh and so while there's not a a you know, beam of light and the God dancing there with you. Uh, it is quite a good time and everyone really enjoys and hearing your music. Uh, um, and we uh, will leave that happy scene and um, head back to briefly uh, to 88. Um, as you wander the city, um, uh, you actually pick up, even though no check required, just with your passive insight perception, um, as you kind of get back near the tavern that you were in, like, people on the street are talking about the fact that Chalik was at this tavern last night. Uh, and as you get back towards the uh, Sable's Hair uh, 
tavern like it's full uh people are are just there to see if you know it's going to happen again uh you hear a lot of people looking for uh looking for the musician who played last night uh, and several of them actually know Gwen's name uh and the barkeep recognizes you uh, from last night and as a companion of Gwen, and he comes over to you and says hey uh is your friend still around could he do another performance tonight unfortunately he has already left the city i don't believe he will be back for a few days at the very earliest uh how closely do you know the guy he is a very good friend he says uh, people in there are clamoring for anything about him do you want to Maybe go in there and tell some stories about him or something. Or he says, "I'll look. I'll pay you. I'll pay you well. Or donate something to somewhere. I don't know. You seem like a, a priestly person, but idiot thinks for a minute. You don't need the stat to roll a performance check." <laughs> oh, I think Matt knows that. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to think of like, are there good stories I can tell about Gwen that aren't like getting into personal information that I don't want to reveal about him? I, I'd probably just say, um, mm, no. <laughs> Says uh, 50 gold pieces. A generous offer, but I do not wish to tread upon my friend's privacy. 200 gold pieces and 10% of whatever we sell at the bar tonight. 88's going to leave. Okay. Man of his more convictions. I love it. Uh, all right. Uh, Nithis, uh, what about you? How do you spend the rest of your day? Um, I I am going to um, recruit Blair to try and come up with a disguise that looks pretty convincing. And I'm going to put all of my time and effort into it and just keep trying it out until it can pass muster. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere today. I'm, yeah. I'm going to okay. spend as much time as it takes. Brindley, I really want you to come home just so you can walk in and like <laughs> Blair putting like a real cheap wig on. <laughs> but what do you do, Brindley? Um, I don't know. I'm not ready to go home yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more of the same. I'm not in a good mood. I want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you want a tree stride? No. Just want to sulk. Okay. All right. So you spend you uh, spend another day. You spend the rest of the day and another night in your treehouse, uh, mm-hmm. looking at the sword and the couple of pouches that are sitting there next to you. Um, and uh, a burrito and a blanket. You roll up in a blanket. Um, Nithis, do you check in on? Uh, give me the chance to check in on Brindley again. Um, yeah, I'll message her, and as long as she says like one or two words back, I'll 
leave her alone. Okay. Um, anything in particular you message her or just just checking in? Um, I would probably be like, hey, I'm trying to make a disguise kit. Do you want to help? Um, not right now. Maybe later. Okay. And then All, I'll right. You back. All right. Oh. Uh, and yeah, so uh, with that sort of a series of vignettes the happy dancing and dragon shadow 88 leaving the tavern off into the night Nithis adjusting her wig uh and Brindley just sort of sighing as she rolls up in a blanket and just stares off at the top of the trees uh that is where we'll end the session for today and we'll pick back up next week Woohoo!